I don't understand praying. If he's in control, he's going to do what he does. God, I don't understand this idea of prayer. And one, I think it's a, it's a confusing not totally easily understandable concept, but one of the ways I liken it to, and Casey Nichols is gonna be happy because this is something that I always say here at Waypoint Church and haven't said it in a while, so she's glad that I'm gonna say it today. I liken it to this. Guys, if I have a bag of Doritos, I have the bag of Doritos, but my son wants some Doritos. Well, I have the Doritos, I have the power, the Doritos are mine, I have all control over the Doritos. But it is my will for my son, if he wants Doritos, to look at me and says, Appa, which is father in Korean, to look at me and say, Father, may I have some Doritos, please? And now it is my ability, my desire to say, yes, I can give him Doritos. I can give him Doritos anytime I want to give him Doritos. But it's my will, my timing, my desire for him to know from whence the Dorito came. I want him to know that I am his source of the Dorito. The goodness of the Dorito is his because of the love of his father. See, I want you guys to understand, this is what I believe, this is what we believe at Waypoint Church. We believe prayer is God's appointed means of enacting his will. We'll say that again. Prayer is God's appointed means of enacting his will. He chose to use prayer. He chose to use our prayer. He's choosing to use our prayer because it builds intimacy. Because he wants us to know that it builds dependency. It builds intimacy. It builds this relationship, this beautiful beautiful kind of interchange, this beautiful relationship that occurs when my son looks at me and says, ooh, thanks, Dad, for the Dorito. Now, my son doesn't talk like that. I wish he did. I want my son to look at me and say, Father, Doritos, please. <laughs> no. But it's the same principle. So when we come to God in prayer, this is what we're doing. We're saying, God, this is your appointed means of enacting your will. We want to see your will be done. And one of the things I truly believe that God wants to, is going to do and is wanting to do in our midst is this. This time of year is a great time to reflect on what has happened in the past. But it's also a time that I love, of a time of hope. Because so many of us have a desire for a fresh start, for renewal. I believe that, and I believe our prayer this morning is going to be this, is that I want us to pray for for those of us who are in a place where we just, God, we're saying, God, we need to be renewed in our hearts. We're in a place where, God, we need you to do something. Maybe your heart feels burdened. Maybe your spirit feels heavy. Maybe you've done things and you've been in, in, in situations that you don't know a way out of. Maybe you feel burdened in, in your heart for um, circumstances that you have no control over. And what I want us to do during this congregational time of prayer is I just want us to pray for renewal. It's a good time of year to do it. As we enter into this new year, we pray for God who makes all things new. Guys, I want you to hear this. It's God who is making all things new. There will come a day, believe me when I tell you this, I promise you it's in the Bible, that he's going to come and he's going to make all things right. What was broken in the world, he's making all things right. But here's the beautiful thing. He's also doing it now. And not only is he doing it now, he's using us to do it now. He's using us to be a picture of that happening. He's using us in the way he renews us, in the way he's using us to renew the earth and renew the world, renew the culture, renew the areas and relationships all around us. As we're doing that, he's using that to show a picture of his ultimate renewal. So we're going to pray for him to continue to renew us. And we'll pray for those who need renewal. So let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we, we thank you that you are a God of making all things new. 
God, that was your word, that you promised it, and that it's going to happen, and it is currently happening. So we believe in it, we stand in it, we accept it, we ask for it to happen right now for so many people here. God, you are the God that said in the fullness of time that you would send a Savior, and you did. You're the same God then who's going to fulfill his word, and you're going to make all things new. So we ask you for that to happen right now, God. For those who are heavy laden, for those who are burdened, for those who are struggling, for those who feel used up, for those who feel broken, God, will you make all things new in them? Will you heal hearts? God, will you show them the hope that is in you? Will you show them that they're never too far away? God, there's never too much burden on them, that you are strong enough and you are able to give them a brand new heart. God, we ask you to move mightily. God, we, use, we ask you to just transform all of us who are broken into people who are broken people, which, are, which is a good thing, but make us know that we are broken people who have a hope and a destiny in you. We are broken people who are used by you. We are broken people who are called beautiful in our brokenness. So God, may we be continue to use, as you renew us, may we continually be used to renew this world, renew relationship, and make it more and more into the image that you've called us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning is going to be different. Uh, we've been in a series since September in the book of Psalms, and this is actually the last sermon in the book of Psalms that we've been in this whole series this whole time in. And it's been a wonderful series. I hope you've enjoyed your time in this series. It's been for us, as, um, as John Calvin says, the book of Psalms is an anatomy of the human soul. And it's beautiful for us because as we looked into the book of Psalms, we saw lament. We saw weeping. We saw thanksgiving. We saw a, a kind of an instruction manual of the godly living. We saw a talk of a coming king. We heard of times of triumph and broken relationships, but we also saw songs of hymns, of singing together in their congregation. We saw peace, and we saw joy to the nations. And so in this book of Psalms, we saw so much, but one of the things I want us to close on 
is one of the most beautiful, profound truths that we see in the book of Psalms is this. We see people over and over and over again looking back at what God has done so that they have the strength and the encouragement to move forward. So I'll say that again. One of the things that we've seen, even in this scripture, even in times of brokenness in the first part where Ross read, it was a time of, of brokenness, of, of David crying out, God, be not far from me, a petition from David, to the part where Gina read, where it was very much about thanking God for his steadfast love, for his rescuing, for, for ag- answering the longing of the soul. We see both, in both instances, we see both a looking back at what God has done, who he is, how it met the need of David, the psalmist, in in both cases, actually, so that he could go forward. This psalm particular that Ross read is the one that um, Spurgeon believes is something that King David wrote upon his deathbed. A psalm of looking back upon the past sin of his life, the mistakes, but not just reflecting on sin, but looking at the God God of, of grace that forgave him in his sin, who met him in the depths of his iniquity. So here's what I want us to do today. It's going to be very different for some of you. For some of you guys who've been at Waypoint for a while, you guys are used to this. But for some of you guys who haven't been here, this might be very um, off-putting. For some of you guys, this might be very uncomfortable. I don't mean to make you uncomfortable. So please, I'm sorry in advance if this makes you uncomfortable. But I want to hear from you. Not Not only do I want to hear from you, but the rest of the congregation and our body needs to hear from you. We encourage each other. We lift each other up. And we're in a place as a church that we're family together. And some of the most, the best times of growth comes from hearing the struggles, the triumphs, the joys, the celebrations, and the testimonies of the people and the family together. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to ask you for the past year, 2018, if you can look back. And as you look back and say, what has God shown you? What has he taught you? that you can share with the rest of the congregation? What are some of the things that you're incredibly thankful for? What are some of the hardships that you've experienced that has shown you who God is? I know, this is very difficult for some of you guys. Some of you really, like people who love to talk in front of people are like, yes! But that's only like 5% of you probably. For most of you guys, this is a challenge. But here's the challenge, and here's the way I want to kind of broach this. One, I want you to feel comfortable in this place. No one's here to judge you. No one's here to, ooh, what's that person gonna say? We're here to be receive comfort from you and encouragement from you. And I also want you to know that maybe that thing that you've struggled with, maybe that thing that God has brought you through, or maybe that thing that you're in the midst of now, whatever it may be, that disease or illness, that heartbreak, that hurt, that could be the very thing that the person down the road from you needs to hear. And who knows the words that you speak could be very much the words of the Holy Spirit spoken through you to other people. So we're asking you to, kind of, for those of you who are uncomfortable, step out of your comfort zone and be willing to share a little bit of those things that we, as we look back, so that we can look back at the move of God, look back at the lessons he's taught us so that we can move forward into, into the new year, claiming what God has called us to be and the beginning of the people he's called us to be. Does that make sense? Are we, are we all together on this? Nod your head if you understand what I'm saying. So, I'm just going to say, raise your hand. Um, I'm asking you basically the two, the two things that you're th- sharing right now is this. What were some of the, the triumphs, the good things, the things that you're thankful for, or the hardships, the difficult things that have taught you something about God, um, something that you need to share with us? Who wants to go first? 
hello. <clears throat> Excuse me. You all don't know me. My name is Cheryl Hartsfield. It's my husband, Cliff. We're visiting. We actually live in Maryland. We're just here for the day. For the weekend, babysitting our grandson, James. I don't know if anybody knows James, but his mom and dad are Alex and Shauna. So um, we've had a banner year in our life. We've been married 30 years um, to each other. <laughs> and um, we have three grown children, and this year we married our last one off. They're um, spinning on their own. They're twirling their own plates. They have their own insurance, their own houses, their own everything. Um, it's just us. We're the only ones on our phone bill, and it's, it's been a great year. We've had some unexpected changes. We kind of thought we were sailing after um, the wedding in June, and um, we have been in probably nine different churches this year between our travel and visiting our children who all live in three states, which proud of my kids, but it's costing us to go all over the place. I turned 50 this year. Um, 10 years ago, I would have never stood up in front of my own church and said what I'm gonna say. But looking back, I'm gonna tell you firsthand without sharing the details. I don't think you always need to know the details. You just need to know the author of the details. If you know the author, when the rug is pulled out from under you unexpectedly, it's okay if your foundation is in Christ. If your foundation is not in Christ and the rug is pulled out from under you, your world is going to fall apart. Our world kind of came to a crashing halt in September, October with job changes for my husband who has been there at his company almost 28 years. But if I I don't know how much time I have. I promise not to take the whole service. Um, if any, listen, can you pull it up on your, Psalm 37 talks about a good man, and when he falls, the Lord will be there for him. And I'm totally paraphrasing, and that's no version other than the Cheryl Hartsville version. But when I'm here with you, and I don't know any of you, I just met Ashley and Caleb and Ruby. I have three friends in Christ. I don't even know you. But one thing we've learned is the church is not the building. The church is a body. You can be in Arizona with one of our children or Maryland or Durham, and we take every opportunity to share that God is good all the time. I don't know any of you. I don't know what your struggles. You could probably tell me something, and I could learn something, but I just know if anything, if your foundation isn't in Christ and your world falls apart, then it's going to be bad, but keep seeking Jesus. Okay. Thank you. I would like to just second everything she just said. You know, this past year um, has been um, some scary times in my life and some hard times and good times, you know, but um, through all of that, I have Jesus and I can depend on him. Sure, I'd love like things to be roses and everything to be great. I'd love to win Publishers Clearinghouse and be a millionaire, <laughs> but I have something even better. I have God's plan for my life, and his will is perfect and it's better than gold. And I thank God and I praise him for that. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Uh, my name is Ross. I um, just want to share a quick testimony and, and encouragement. 
um, I was out with some friends, and um, we were just out caring for a community and, and offering prayer to people, and we knocked on this woman's door. I'd never really done this before, um, but we, we knocked on this woman's door and just said, hey, my name's Ross, this is Mark, you know, we're out caring for the community and asking people if there's a need that they have that we can ask God to, to help them with. And this woman, who we just met, you know, at her door, she, she, the look on her face, she was so surprised, and she took a step back and said, I, I can't believe you're asking me this, I can't believe you're asking me this. And, and we said, what, what do you mean? Um, and she said, I was just with my mother, and the very last thing that she said to me before I left, um, driving home, was, Christina, you need to pray and ask God to reveal himself to you. You need to pray that he shows you that he's real and that he loves you and that he cares for you. And, you know, we had no idea about that, but we knock on her door and we just walk through the gospel with her, tell her Jesus loves her, just a simple three circles gospel presentation. And she says, I'm in brokenness. And we said, Christina, where would you like to be? She said, I, I want to be back in God's perfect design. God has spoken so clearly to me um, through y'all coming to the door. And she said, I'm ready to do that now. And so he, she gave her life to the Lord right then and there. And we actually got to see her respond uh, in obedience to Jesus and be baptized as well, which was um, incredibly encouraging to me. And so uh, the encouragement to, to you all is um, there are Christinas, there are people of peace right next to us, um, our neighbors, our coworkers, um, friends, family, that the only way that we're going to know is if we, is if we offer prayer, is if we open our mouth. Marty, uh, Brother Marty's here today. He said, you know, at Waypoint, we believe every member is called to be a missionary, but we're only missionaries if we mish, you know, just like you're only a fisher if you fish. Um, and so we are all called to mish, uh, to, to open our mouths and share what Jesus has done. So just want to encourage you all. Uh, I've, uh, evangelism used to be a very big burden for me. I used to be so controlled by... Um, approval of others, um, but as I've made a discipline of it, the Lord has so uh, flipped a switch in me, and it's become an incredible delight, and I believe he wants to do that in you. So um, we have a gospel conversations training, January 26th. That is a great uh, opportunity that can flip a God can flip a switch in you through that. Um, so thanks. Praise God. Continuing off, Ross said, this is one of those examples as if we look back and see God's faithfulness in a few who are passionately um, sharing the gospel. The move in 2019, I truly believe is this, that we're called as a church family to be so intentional about sharing the gospel with people who don't know. That I believe God is gonna be doing a beautiful, incredible work of bringing people who've never heard or have marginally heard, who have no idea who Jesus is, to come into saving relationship with him and faith. And so that's on us to go to speak. And for those of you who are intimidated, guys, this training that we're doing, I want the whole church, I want every member of Waypoint Church to be, it's like we call you guys missionaries, but we're not training you up in that. We want to make sure you're trained up in that. It's trained up in knowing how to simply, quickly, articulately share the gospel. And it's not a strategy, it's not, the, it's not a methodology that's going, to share, that's going to work. You guys hear me very well. But we do believe that this method is a good method of helping you make it more comfortable for you to share the gospel. Does that make sense? So it's not like, oh, you gotta do this one thing or you gotta share it this way. I actually don't do it that way. When I share the gospel, I actually go with my human condition thing that I like to say. So it's not the method, but it's the actual practice of opening your lips and sharing the gospel because it is the best news you've ever heard. Because you found water and there are people dying of thirst. 
So I really strongly encourage all of you guys to attend that training. It's worth it. Hey, I'm uh, Dylan Wells, and it's been a very a great year for me, starting with being in Gambia in April for a week with the church. It's probably one of the most life-changing experiences of my life and just really feeling God work. And then to the same point, to what Ross and Lawrence are saying, getting involved and, and intentionally sharing the gospel door-to-door, more recently for me, but looking into what's going to happen in 2019 has been great. Uh, and then also studying the Holy Spirit. It's kind of been a movement in the church of like, what, what does that look like and spiritual gifts. It's just been a really great year, and I'm really excited for for next year, but the, the really one thing I wanted to share that I felt called to share this morning was I was just in Pennsylvania um, this past week with my family, and unfortunately my grandpa passed away on a Thursday night, um, and it was, it was good. It was a really good reflection of, of God. Uh, my grandparents had been married for, he was 85 years old, and my grandparents had been married for like 63, 65 years, something like that, and just to see their relationship and how they cared for each other and how they honored Jesus in that, um, my grandma broke her arm like 10 years ago and my grandpa it was it was almost weird to me that he would he cared for her so much and it wasn't that big of a deal right her her arm was broken but he stayed up she couldn't sleep in her bed so she slept in the living room but he's like no I'm not going to sleep in my bed there's a room over I'm gonna sleep in there in case she needs something just for a second I'm gonna be there in case in case she needs it and then he's been battling Alzheimer's for the past five years and uh she cared for him in the house throughout that entire time. Um, you know, there's times in the past year or two, he would wake up in the middle of the night and think he was 20 years old and he needed to get back to his parents' house and he would fight her to say like, yeah, I, I gotta go, like his parents have been dead for 40 years. And it was just the hardest thing for her and her health has kind of declined in that, but she's still good. But in all of that, she's trusted in Jesus. And it, it was a good thing this week, he was like in hospice in the home for, for like a week and it just kind of happened when we got there. Um, and just the way he went, his, his wife was by his side, his three kids, who my dad lives here, so he was up there. And it was, it was just a beautiful thing in that it was peaceful, it was, it was great, and it was a, an end to a life that honored Jesus and a, a marriage that honored Christ. And to see myself like what, following Jesus, you know, passionately and caring for your wife and, and raising kids in Christ, what they can do, it was, it was a beautiful thing, it was a beautiful testimony. Anybody else? Or not anybody else, please somebody else. <laughs> microphone in my hand. Hi, my name is Anne, and I have the spiritual gift of making short stories long, so I will try to keep this brief. Um, we uh, are actually pretty new to, to Waypoint. Uh, this is my husband, Scott, and one of our many children, Heather, and um, this has been a, a very difficult year. We've had a lot of loss. Um, we thought that we were going to lose one of our children, um, who was actually pregnant at the time with our beautiful grandbaby. She um, survived and is doing very well. Um, but we, we thought that we, we had to move them into our, her and her husband into our house because she was very sick, and I was afraid that we were going to lose her. Um, um, and we've, we've dealt as a family with a lot of um, severe depression and anxiety, some uh, bouts of suicidal thoughts with some of my kids. Um, 
uh, lost a lot of stuff. But in the end, it was just stuff. Uh, God carried us through the whole thing. Uh, I can say, I always read the, the, the poem, The Footprints, that, that's like everywhere. It, it got to a point for me where it was just kind of a cliche thing. It was just like, oh yeah, that's pretty. But this year I really saw where God picked us up and carried us through the valleys. Um, and this, the sermons on Psalms couldn't have come at a, a better time. It was amazing. Um, but God carried us through it all. And we are ending the year with seven very healthy children, very healthy grandchildren. Um, my granddaughter was born with cataracts. She was legally blind. God is healing her. Her vision has improved. It was not supposed to. They thought she was going to end up with glaucoma. She does not have glaucoma. God has healed me of the chronic pain that I have suffered with the entire year. Actually, the last seven-ish years. I have not experienced any pain since the middle of October. Um, my children who were having depression and anxiety issues uh, are in um, therapy right now and are getting the help that they need and are serving Christ with all of their hearts. And I could not be more happy. God is amazing. And he has carried us through all of it this year. Okay, uh, like the lady over here, you don't know us either. My wife and I, uh, Sally, and I'm Robert. We're here for the first time visiting. Um, I just feel compelled to, to stand and say that our God is a sovereign Lord. Yes. He is sovereign in all the events of our lives. And it's not really about us. It's about what he's doing. Amen. Everything in our lives is, is what he's brought about for his glory. Praise his name. And uh, I don't want to tell our whole story except that we're back here in North Carolina because of God's sovereign working in our lives. We were North Carolinians originally and uh, six years ago God closed all the doors for employment here and opened up one in California so we went out there leaving, leaving all our family and our friends here uh, but unmistakably feeling we were following God and then suddenly two months ago he opened the doors to bring us back and so now we're back with our family and and uh, very excited to be here, but more than, than anything else, it's a testimony to how great he is. Amen. He's, he's just uh, amazing in the way he works his purposes, and all we have to do is submit, be willing to say, Lord, I give myself to you, do what you will, and it's going to be blessed and wonderful because you're doing it, not me. And praise his name. We just want to, want to give him thanks as we look back over this year. We would never have expected anything to have happened the way it did, but God had his plan working out for us all along, and we praise him for it. Hey, y'all. Oh, that's loud. Um, stand up? Okay, cool. Uh, 
Hey guys, uh, a couple years ago, it felt like my family fell apart and that it couldn't get worse. And then as the years go on, it did. Uh, and just really struggling with that, feeling like my childhood was a lie and not knowing what to do. And, um, and recently it's just gotten a lot worse and it feels like an emotional roller coaster and struggling like I don't fit in I don't have a home I don't have a place to go um and so the holidays are really hard why am I crying <laughs> that's crazy um <clears throat> but something that uh you guys know the phrase like blood is thicker than water I mean talking about family versus friends Lawrence actually said something really cool to me a couple years ago that I think about uh probably every week um that the blood of Christ is thicker than the water of the blood that runs through my veins and uh and just the community that waypoint has been for me since it started uh learning that like yes i have i have an earthly father i have an earthly mother and siblings um that i love and that love me um but i have a heavenly father that is so much more real than and, and it's hard to picture it right because i live on this earth and i have parents here and family here but the truth that I have a heavenly father and a home that I can go to, that we are just sojourners here on this earth and that this, this time is light and these afflictions um, are nothing compared to the weight of glory. And so I'm sure the holidays and New Year's are hard for a lot of people, but take hope in that you have a heavenly father and a home that you're going to. And it helps that I live with my best friends. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jack, and this is my dad and mom. I just want to talk about not me of my struggles, but one of my friends. His mom passed away very recently, and I really hope that he can find his foundation in Christ in these tough times, and that he can go through this. And that's all I have to say. We're going to pray for Luke really quickly. God, we thank you for the boldness, God, to share and um, to care. But right now, we, we pray for Luke and his family who are dealing with such loss. God, such tragedy, such hurt. And we don't ever make light of such pain and such hurt. God, you are a God of all emotions, and you're a God who experienced and created all emotions. So we know that loss and hurt is real, and you empathize and you feel. So God, right now with Luke, may you be the God of comfort to him as he processes, as he deals with the loss that he's feeling, God, that his whole family is feeling. Be his comfort. Be his foundation. God, let nothing in this life just be meaningless. Let loss like that never just be meaningless. But because you are sovereign and because you are God, because you are good, let at least there be meaning. God, bring forth hope and comfort to Luke as he struggles, as he deals with questions, as he deals with emotions that range from laughter to sadness to just the, oh, the whole experience, God. May you be with him. And may you surround him with such wonderful friends 
who are ministering to him and encouraging him. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, my name is Belinda, and um, I guess this can kind of serve as an update for my small group. I love you guys. Um, so this year has been a difficult year for me. Um, oh my gosh, it's already starting. Just ignore me. Um, so in January, my apartment caught on fire. And um, so I had, was homeless for a week, lived in a hotel until I um, lived in an, another apartment for a short term to finish out my lease. And um, God just brought me to Waypoint this year. And um, I got into a really great small group that I love. And, um, and so I actually ended up living with, um, like opening a lease with one of our small group members um, where I am currently and it's just a wonderful spot right just like right on this road super close to church um, it's a house I could have my pet bunny and no problems like I mean it, it's just like just God just just brought me out of um, just a, a dire situation into a really great one um, and then my I was like finishing up grad school so um, it was really it was really rough finishing. Um, I ended up having to finish a little bit later because I started having anxiety attacks after the fire. And, um, and it, it just, school became really difficult, um, finishing my thesis. And, um, but I finished, and then um, it became difficult finding a job. Um, and I started having a lot of car problems. Um, I had to buy a completely new car. Um, and out of desperation, I got a job at HomeGoods. Some of you have seen me there already, but um, it was my favorite place to shop until I realized <laughs> just the situation there. Um, I got injured a lot um, while on the job, and I like just I should have known better by when the first day I was carrying a box of plates and the whole entire bottom fell out and fell on my foot. And then like, um, just like a couple weeks later, a glass syrup bottle like for coffee syrup fell on my face and like it was bruised and swollen and um, my jaw still clicks, like even though it's been a month. Um, anyways, so this is not to tell you all these stories about what happened, but anyways. So um, it, the pay is just really bad. And so I've been struggling financially. Um, and so I had my car, and then um, my school loans are coming up. Well, I was just kind of stressed about it, and I got into a car accident. So um, this, so this, it was actually just like a couple weeks ago, and um, it was on the day before Christmas Eve. I was checking someone out, and some glitter went into my eye, and like scratched my eye and it was swollen and blood red only on one half of my eye um, for like five days and at the same time I went to get an estimate on my car and it was going to be over a thousand dollars and and I was just in my so I'm telling you all this it has a purpose you guys um, so and then my school loans I have to start paying in January and um, it was on Thursday I just like I was getting ready to go to work and I looked in the mirror 
looked at my face, my eye, and like how I wouldn't be able to afford to look, get an eye doctor to have it looked at, to get my car repaired, to pay like pay my school loans, and and I just like in my heart I just cried out to God, God, please save me, please save me, and. I went to work that morning, and the first customer I got was a complicated, complicated transaction, so it was going to take a while. So I started making conversation with her while I was checking her out, and um, she was telling me how she worked in retail for 10 years, and I was like, oh, that's, like, what, what changed it? Where did you work? And she said she worked at Lululemon, and um, that she, that uh, she, was while she was working, she met her current employer um, because they just saw her leadership style and uh, and loved it and offered her a job. And so she currently worked at Cisco. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. Um, that's an amazing story. And um, so she was done. I checked out the next person. And then the next person came up and was like, do you work here full time or is this a seasonal thing? And I was like, well, why are you asking? And she said, well, you helped me the other day and I was just, um, you, you just are so perky and enthusiastic. You try to do, I see that you really work hard at your job. Um, you're a great worker and I, I need someone like that for my practice. And she offered me a full-time job on, yeah, on the spot. Handed me, yes, this was Thursday. So, um, and well, that just made my day, and I was just like, you know. But and she gave me her business card, asked me to send her her resume. And we've been in frequent contact. Um, and then when I went home that evening, um, I got another interview offer. So I have two interviews this week, and um, it's just God is good. And even though you're um, you just look at your circumstances, and you're like, God, why aren't you doing anything? Like God is so good. And he, and he hears you, even if in the midst of where you are. Um, like, don't ever doubt God's power, God's love for you, and just his ability. He can, he can do amazing things. Uh, so my name is Patrick. This is my wife, Emily. Um, we've... Uh, been married just about a, just a little over a year, so it's really encouraging to hear all the people that have been married 10, 20, 30, 64 years in your grandparents. Um, yeah, so obviously celebrating an amazing year of marriage, but um, getting to hear a lot of the encouraging stories as well, and um, just specifically Jack being bold enough to share what you're sharing about your friend. If I thought the way that you thought when you just now, like God would, my life would be completely different, so praise God for that understanding. Um, I wanted to share specifically um, what God's been doing in my family's life. Um, and so, yeah, had a conversation with my sister's boyfriend last week over the holidays. We were all back for the holidays. Um, and my sister is um, someone who's not interested, didn't seem like she was interested in Christ. Tried to share with her since God changed my life when I was 16. And um, she's been very much uh, against it just based on some... some um, things that she's just seen in my family's life and things like that. Um, and my sister's boyfriend was having a conversation with her a few weeks ago, and um, what she had said was, um, uh, <laughs> sorry, uh, she said, I see how God has changed my brother's life, and I've seen how God has changed, and this is my sister's boyfriend, had changed his life. And she said, like, I want an experience like that. I want to 
know who God is, and if not for me, at least for my children. Um, and my sister is the opposite of that woman that Ross met at the door where she's excited and wants to follow God. Um, and so it's just, it made my heart so sweet that God is chasing after the people that seem the least interested and the most angry against God. Um, like they desire to know what God does in our lives. And so amongst years and years of no's, trying to talk with her and trying to have conversation with her, um, we were in Taiwan together on a six-hour car ride. And the moment I brought up like a spiritual conversation, she put her headphones in and went to sleep for six hours. <laughs> so just like stuff like that. But God like is chasing after her to where she desires him. Um, and she, and so it's just God is after the people that in your family that seem the least likely. Um, so, yeah. A common theme that I've heard over and over again is in the midst of hardship, in the midst of difficulties, God is good. God is faithful, and God is doing something. So here's the realization. I want us to enter into this 2019 year with this understanding, this kind of this position, from this platform, this idea that says this, okay? We can look back and we see all the good things God has done and say, thank you, God, you are faithful. We can look at all the bad things that have happened and say, God, you still have a plan. Because when we look back and see a God who's in charge, you see a God who's sovereign, you see a God who even uses the worst of circumstances and does incredible things with it, then we can go forward with confidence. Do you hear that? When we look back and say, God, you've redeemed. God, you've, first, you've, you've captured people. You've rescued people out of the darkest of places. God, you've opened relationships with a, a sister who, you know, six years of just saying no, no, no. God, you've, you've opened up my heart. God, you've taken these bad circumstances, bad work environments, bad family situations, and you've given me abundantly more than I ever could have even hoped for or imagined. Then we can say, as we look back and say, God, you're good, we can look forward and say, God, whatever you do. God, whatever may happen, can I be a part of it? Can I walk in that? So as we look forward to 2019, we can look forward to it with eager anticipation. We can look forward with confidence. Not saying that every one of Lawrence's plans, not saying that every one of your plans is going to happen the way you want it to. Because 2018 didn't happen that way, did it? <laughs> 2018 didn't happen with every one of your plans exactly the way you wanted to have happen. It didn't happen that way but knowing that God is in control and we go forward with confidence. Here's a couple of things that I want you guys to be praying for. Here's my heart. I just want to share it with you. Here's my heart for 2019 as a church, as a church body. Guys, that as we become closer as a family together, as we, as we try to look more and live more like Jesus together as a family, that it compels us, it moves us to share the gospel to people who don't know. I'm just going to be completely honest and real with you, is that I want to see people who don't know Jesus know Jesus. Not because I want to see really cool baptisms. That's always fun. I saw a video one time of a kid diving into a baptismal pool. I would be okay with that if that ever happened. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. That's, that's not it. I don't want to see, not because we're ever at a place where we need more numbers. Not even a little bit. I want to see baptism because that's how I believe the kingdom of God advances. I truly believe by people who don't know Jesus, the people who, who do know Jesus looking more like Jesus, acting like more Jesus, living like more Jesus. In other words, people who don't know Jesus becoming disciples of Jesus, making more disciples of Jesus. That's how the kingdom of God advances. And when the kingdom of God advances, there is justice. 
There is mercy. There is right relationship. There is restoration. There is renewal. Do you hear me? So our desire is we want to see the kingdom of God advance mightily. So we want to see people who don't know Jesus know Jesus. And we want to see those people who do know Jesus to look and live more like him. Now can I tell you guys, I've, as a church, we know we're the furthest things from being perfect. Although I'll just give, this, I say that, I'll be honest with you guys, I'm one of those guys, I'm, I'm speaking out of both sides of my mouth here. I know we're very far from perfect, but I still think you guys are like the awesomest people ever. So it's, it's hard for me to say this stuff, like straight faced. You know, I'm like, oh, we're so bad, we're imperfect. But I'm like, at the same time, yeah, but we're pretty cool. You know, <laughs> it's pretty bad. I know, it's really difficult for me. I just want you to know that our desire is for you, if those of you who know Jesus, who are, who are coming into and being a part of this family, we want you to know him better. We want you to delight in who Jesus is in 2019. We want you to fall deeper in love with him, to treasure him, to see how to live as Christ and to die as gain. We want you to be a missionary who misses. Thank you, Marty. <laughs> Waypoint Church says that every member is a missionary. That's kind of our, one of our plumb lines, one of our slogans, one of our catchy, pithy sayings that we say here. I pray that it never just becomes that. We want that to be our identifying marker. We want to be people who are known by that. That we are missionaries. Not because missionaries are a higher breed of Christians. Nope. Not even a little bit. There is no hierarchy. Those of you guys who grew up thinking there's a hierarchy of Christians, like missionaries and like pastors and then Sunday school teachers and deacons and elders, there's no hierarchy. We're all just messed up sinners. And we're, every one of us are called missionaries. Missionaries are the ones who are called to a purpose. Missionaries are ones who get it, who know that they're called by King Jesus to a mission, and they go after it. And every one of us are that. So 2019, as we, as we close out the year 2018, as we think about what God has done, we look forward with eager anticipation to what God is going to do in 2019. Amen? Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, you are good. We've heard it said over and over again, you are good. May it be said over and over again, you are good. God, you are so good. We love you and we praise you. God, you've given us more than we could ever ask or imagine. You work all things out. And even in the hardest of times, even if we're still in the midst of defeat and in the midst of difficulties, God, even when we don't even see the rescue coming yet, we still profess, we still proclaim that you are good because even in the worst of times, Christ is better than everything. Knowing you and being known by you and being loved by you, being called to purpose by you is still better than the worst of circumstances, better than the best this world has to offer. So we believe that and we proclaim that so that in the midst of even the hardest times, we know it's a purposeful. We know you're securing a peculiar glory in us. So God, we can be those people who have a win-win. Because when things are great, we praise you. When things are bad, we praise you. When things are awesome, we thank you for what you're doing. When things are terrible, we thank you that you're still worth more. We get to live in a win-win because of the gospel. So we thank you for that. We praise you in Jesus' name.